There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode six of season four of Winona Earp. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to say this now. Okay. We waited two years. years. Yep. And now we have to wait what's going to feel like another two years so we can get the back half because, right. oh my gosh. <laughs> so, all right. I'm going to leave it at that. But I'm a little stressed out that we're going to have to wait because they didn't say when in 2021. No, no. It could be a whole another uh, year uh, wait. Steve, don't do this to me. <laughs> I don't wouldn't say think such so. things. <laughs> I wouldn't think so, seeing that they're already filming it, but you never know with way sci-fi kind of does things sometimes. Well, you never know what's going to happen because look at what it was just reported today with the new Batman film that Robert Pattinson tested positive for Corona. So the entire production is shut down. Right. So yeah, that's all it takes. Is please one. don't let this happen. <laughs> but you never know. Right. Uh, well, all right. Now that the semi sort of bad news is out of the way, <laughs> uh, we're all going to be depressed for a while. We'll have to rewatch everything. But let's talk about the ratings news for what we've got so far. All right. Episode six brought in a 0.09 in adults 18 to 49, which was up with 0.342 million viewers, making it the 73rd rated cable show for the day. So we finished at least on a high note. Yeah. Thankfully, we're not finished, finished, but still. Yes. <laughs> this was a lot going on in this episode. Oh, yes, it was. Oh, my gosh. Well, let's get into Holy War Part 2. The gang races to save one of their own, but are hindered by unseen forces. Literally. That is actually, I would say, the most <laughs> accurate description I think we've gotten of any sci-fi show. Yeah, I think so. Well, we'll start with what's going on at Shorty's with Jeremy, Nedley, Nicole, and Waverly. And we open with Nicole and Jeremy hammering out the saltwater drowning details with Nicole prior to Waverly's arrival. How they come up with this, I don't know. <laughs> Nedley recites an ancient incantation while Nicole attempts to drown herself, but is unable to do so. So Jeremy takes over and essentially drowns Nicole in the freezing salt water. Her soul will be transferred to a frog. <laughs> the really? cutest dead frog that there was. <laughs> then once she's firmly ensconced within said frog, Jeremy can slowly revive her. And that's when Waverly barges in to Shorty's to find her deceased girlfriend. And Jeremy attempts to uh, <laughs> calm Waverly down by explaining the process. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to go over so well. Yeah. <laughs> well, she at least calmed down pretty quick from the look we got when we left last episode. That's for sure. That's true. So, of course, Jeremy asks her to watch Nicole Frog. <laughs> the frog ribbits. <laughs> 
I loved on Twitter, though, everybody's like, okay, so what would their shipping name be now? Right. <laughs> it's like, they're shipping her with a frog? What is happening? Yeah. Wog. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> I can't even remember. It was like weird ones, but I was cracking up. Like, oh, please. What is happening right now? Yes. And that's what Ma'am Clanton says. She notices that our Scooby gang are attempting to foil her hex. So she goes to backup plan Z and begins marking Waverly for reaping. Now, somebody did point out on Twitter, they're like, wait, it says Waverly Gibson. But they were thinking or hoping that somehow this was like an alternate reality from the garden. (laughs) Right. I mean, you never know. It can very well be. Right. But we know that Waverly went by Gibson. Yes. Basically until Winona came back, I believe. Yep. Absolutely. So that's hopeful thinking, but... (laughs) Well, we see Reaper Billy emerge from the shadows and Rachel is observing the scene unfolding. Of course, she can't see Reaper Billy. Rachel knows that. Okay. She does know that, right? That I can't remember that if she was there when they explained the whole Reaper thing. I don't think so. Oh. She kind of knows, but doesn't know. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm sure she knows that, yes, that Ma'am put a hex on Waverly to send a Reaper out a- after her. Now, I'm not sure if she realizes that it's Billy or not. Oh, right, right, right. Because she was there trying to find Billy. Billy, right. And couldn't. Oh, and I'm caught up now. <laughs> of course, she runs outside to try to call Waverly but Holt catches her and drags her off. And I was like, oh, no. I yes. thought things were going to go our way just a little bit. And, then, and maybe he wasn't going to be a bad guy. Crap. Because I'm like, he's taking her to ma'am. Oh, we're screwed. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Now, of course, back at Shorty's, Reaper Billy tracks down Waverly. And, of course, Nedley and Jeremy are unable to see Reaper Billy, since, especially since our BBD scientist accidentally knocks over the jar containing Nicole Frog. It's really bad. Then we get into a little uh, slapstick where Waverly's running around the pool table, able to stay ahead of Reaper Billy while everybody's looking for frogs. I kind of feel like Reaper Billy almost has some kind of restraint going. I have a feeling he's fighting it as much as he can, yeah. But when we saw the first Reaper, it wasn't the fastest afoot either. Oh, that's true. But it was like super strong. Right. So like, I kind of figured we could pull, throw the pool table over. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say break it in half or yeah, something. Right. Now, of course, Nicole Frog isn't the only one as there's several other ones in Shorty. So we got trouble. (laughs) So while Jeremy attempts to hunt down Nicole, Waverly tries to fend off Reaper Billy. And then we still doesn't know what's going on. No, he's just (laughs) chanting with his bear bonnet on and just (laughs) bear bonnet i I don't know if that's what it's called but i (laughs) I think that's what it needs to be called from now on and we get a shot of one of the frogs as it starts to glow gold hmm that must be nicole and then all of a sudden there's a whoosh and down reaper billy goes into the basement yeah, it, it seemed like he went down pretty easy. That's why I was saying I feel like he's kind of fighting it, too. I wonder if it has something to do with him pulling that tooth. Yes, absolutely. But the fact that Nicole came out of the frog and then she's like, crap, how do I get back in? Yeah. And it's like, do I just slide in there? I mean, what's the deal here? Yeah. 
Not sure how that's supposed to work. No. <laughs> so, of course, Waverly utilizes the moment to barricade the basement door. What was it? It was the jukebox, wasn't it? Yeah. Or uh, was it? No. Or was a it a slot machine? Slot machine. A video game? Something like that? Yeah, I think it was one of the slot machines. Okay. And we see Ghost Nicole. And even in death, she's still defending her girlfriend. And Jeremy's saying, you got to try to find the frog that's got Nicole in. So what does Waverly do? She starts kissing the frogs. Which I thought was hilarious. hilarious. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's the only thing that comes to mind quickly. Right. I, you're stressed <laughs> out. You do what you think is right, I guess. Yeah, that would have been something else to see her kiss the frog and have it turn into Nicole. Right. Or weird, like her head pops out of it. Like, hey, I'm seeing. Her face, yeah. That would be so weird. Yeah, it would And of course, Ghost Nicole is trying to communicate, but not having any luck because she's not in the frogs. And Waverly kisses all of them, and none of them is morphed into Miss Hot. So, so whatever shall they do? Yes, Nicole is getting frustrated because she can't seem to get a message to him until she puts her hand through a wall. And she goes, oh, I can flick the light switches. So, of course, she proceeds to hammer out something in Morris code. And How course- the hell do they know Morris code? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yes, I know. Everybody just happens to know this. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I knew Morris code once upon a time. Now, I not a chance. So, they interpret the message from Nicole and tells her she's not in the frog and go to the basement. Oh, boy. (laughs) I love how the answer at one point was, duh. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's her. Yep. So, Nedley accompanies Waves to the basement wherein Reaper Billy is waiting for him. But he doesn't attack. No, because Ghost Nicole takes over. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean... It was very strange. It was very uh, Umbrella Academy-ish there. Yes. Nobody hurled, but, you know. (laughs) And she explains to Waves that she made a deal with Ma'am Clanton. And said deal was essentially a life-for-a-life scenario. And, of course, Ma'am ensured that Waverly returns to Purgatory in exchange for... Nicole? Don't know. We didn't get that information. Who was the other life for? Wait, I thought we got it. Well, we did later on in the episode. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the only way to truly obliterate the curse is to kill both parties. Since Nicole is still dead, that just leaves Ma'am. So Waverly is about to go all Winona on her ass. Well, I'm telling you, like, all right, obviously, ma'am doesn't know everything, right? Right. So maybe you should have got all your facts straight before you decided to be all like, (laughs) oh, guess what? Although there was one point when we were in shorties, and honestly, I, I can't remember the exact point. It was something about Nedley saying him liking the Spice Girls, like the song. (laughs) And so I tweeted it. I'm like, that's so cheesy awesome. And Greg Lawson actually tweeted back. And he's like, yeah, cheesy. That's the word for (laughs) (laughs) And I just thought it was funny because I was not expecting that from him. Right. (laughs) 
So I, I love the fact that he was actually on tweeting along with everybody. Right. Yeah, because that's not his normal gig. No, no, it's not. So thank you, Greg Lawson. Yes. So we go check in on Winona, Doc, and Rosita. And of course, we pick up right where we left off with them as they discover, much to their surprise, a very live Rosita. She's the scorned woman that the nun lady is so keen on snatching. I mean... Come on. Yeah. Now, of course, the question is, how did Rosita manage to survive once Bolshar broke the curse? Well, as it turned out, this cavernous outpost in which she's standing is composed entirely of ammonite, which was the Revenant's kryptonite. But once the curse was reversed, ammonite became Rosita's salvation. Oh, my gosh. So... If she was, like, at the same time he was breaking the curse, stepping outside of the triangle, would she have been saved and been able to live outside of it then? Ooh, it's possible. Huh. It's very possible. Because, of course, she noticed the 76 remaining revenants vanish around her. That was just something that kind of popped in my head. I'm like, right, yeah, if she would have been stepping at the same time, yeah. Yeah. Very possibly could have. Hmm. And, of course, the... Nunnery portal appears. And it's like, well, that'll be quicker than having to move the rocks from one end to the other. Very, uh, what, Scooby-Doo, Flintstone-ish? Yeah. Well, Winona tells Doc to find some more Amorite so Rosita won't go poof when they leave the outpost. And, of course, he manages to find enough to construct stepping stones that lead through the nunnery portal. However, he receives a pressing phone call while Winona and Rosita cross threshold into nunnery land. So... Is the, well, whatever it's called, the church-ish, outside of, like, time and space? Yeah. <laughs> having another Doctor Who moment. Uh, yeah, because it is. she's obviously not stepping on this stuff unless that's what this place is made out of. Right, yeah. It's definitely oh, not so in the same dimension, I guess, as Purgatory. With the curse broken. There's yeah, so much she, weird stuff Right, yeah. This. Yeah, like... Huh? Like, the more I think about it, I'm like, wait a second. Shouldn't she just be able to walk around? No, no, she got to step on Amorite. What? Hold on a minute. (laughs) Unless, yeah, unless this whole place is made of Amorite, and who knows? Right. It's crazy. Yeah, that's probably a slightly out of phase with our dimension, shall we call it. (laughs) So much Doctor Who-ish. Yes. Winona presents Rosita to the nuns. Hey, boy, Rosita's not a happy camper. (laughs) Winona didn't bother to tell her that she'd be hand, be handing her over to a group of strangers. Well, uh, all she said was she wasn't going to kill, kill her. her. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there was that. Yep. And Winona demands that the nun procure Peacemaker, but not so fast. It's time for Fight Club. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, what the heck is happening with these people? Right. A good old-fashioned fight to the death. And we (laughs) figure, yeah, that nun is not a nun. (laughs) I'm half expecting, like, some weird Thunderdome thing. Right, yes. These nuns have, like, spears. I'm like, what is going on? So, of course. Yeah, that that nun was, was over the top. Yeah. So Rosita launches into survival mode by jumping on Winona's back. Of course, Winona does her damnedest not to 
harm a hair on Rosita's head, especially since they had decided to let bygones be bygones. Yeah, they they made that pinky swear after all. (laughs) Yeah. And they have a pretty good fight, and Winona asserts that both of them will die if she can't track down Peacemaker. So they temporarily distract the nuns and make a break for the lost and found room from the previous episode. Lost and found room. That just sounds like a very weird thing to call that room of weapons. Yeah. (laughs) And I loved how they got them to distract. Oh, look. Oh, my gosh. What was that? A Xena reboot? Yeah. (laughs) I can't remember the other thing she yelled. Michael Jackson or something. It was. Oh, it was hilarious. I'm just like, wait, what? But yeah, half of them turned and the other half turned. Like, well, whatever works. Yep. (laughs) Crawl out and head off. Of course, Peacemaker is still refusing to come to Winona. And by this time, the nuns are banging outside the door. And the leader nun has got an axe. I know. At first, I'm like, where the hell did she get an axe? And then you see it's like a fire axe. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm guessing the nunnery is at least up to code. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, Rosita grabs a weapon while Winona again attempts to coax Peacemaker out of hiding. And she launches into a speech about how despite the broken Earth's curse, she still wants to be a hero and protect her family from all the evil that's coming at them. And sure enough, we see a glowing blue sword nestled among some other weaponry and it flies into Winona's hand and takes the form of Peacemaker. I was like, okay, it's suddenly glowing and it flies to her hand. I'm like, that's some Jedi stuff. Oh, you better believe it is. And then the next thing she says, I'm like, well, that's some Doctor Who stuff. Because she's like... Hello, sexy. I'm like, oh my God, we got both Star Wars and Doctor Who in the same moment. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Emily. Yes. And the head nun makes her way inside with the posse in tow, and she reveals that she's actually Medea. Okay. (laughs) Oh my God. And then seriously, this nun, ha 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 ha, we take all these human weapons and hide them because you guys are stupid, basically. Yes. And I'm like, oh, you don't know about Peacemaker, do you? Nope. Had no clue what she had until it hits her between the eyes. Yep. And down they go. Now, of course, all the other nuns start coming up to Winona, and she's like, I'll take y'all down, and they start bowing to her. <laughs> Whoa. And I was like, what? what? What is happening here? Right. Apparently, they were under the spell of Medea. Now, Winona urges the women to follow their own respective paths because she's not exactly Mother Teresa. No joke. But Rosita recognizes a few of the women in the group. Oh, really now? Right. And I'm like, wait. What? What? <laughs> Apparently, they were all slaughtered by Wyatt Earp, collateral damage in his never-ending quest to slay demons. Well, I wouldn't go that far. He's killing whatever he wanted to kill. Right. Demons or not. And Winona vows to find a way for Rosita to live her life without the threat of vanishing. And Rosita says, hey, (laughs) I kind of like it here. Nobody knows where it's at. Be real hard to find us. And the building is a better place to live out the rest of her days than a cavernous outpost. Yeah, I mean, okay, you get to be out in the elements on this little rocky outcrop or... Uh, Movable nunnery, I guess. At least you can probably get pizza delivered here. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) So we go check 
on Doc and what that call was about? Well, it was from Holt. So Doc meets Holt at the police station as he caught Rachel snooping about the Clanton junkyard. I'm not going to call it an estate. (laughs) It's a junkyard. Yeah, I wouldn't say estate at all. (laughs) And he has no plans to harm Rachel, thankfully. Well, that's good. Yeah, I know. I'm like, He could have turned turned her over to ma'am and Rachel would be bye-bye by now. Right. That's exactly what I thought was happening, obviously. Right. So when that happened, I was really surprised. Even more surprised when he decides to actually sit down and talk to Doc. And we get to see that his sister is not in the same frame of mind as him. No, not at all. And he reveals that he's been mulling over Doc's words from the glory hole. And perhaps it would do purgatory a world of good if the Erpers and Clantons could make peace. Erps. (laughs) Erpers. <laughs> That's all of us. Yes. <laughs> but they would have to make peace with us. Yes, absolutely. Now, Doc vows to hash it out with Winona and Waverly, and Holt also vows to take the peace offering back home to Mam and Cleo, like they would ever agree to that. So we go to the Magpie junkyard where we see Waverly approaching Mam Clanton while brandishing a rifle. Yeah, she's pretty pissed at this point. Oh, yeah. Ma'am reveals that Nicole's life for life deal included Doc. Now we find out the truth. That's why I'm like, what? So I feel at this point, then Ma'am knew the truth. Yes. And this whole time, she's just not been telling everybody what's going on in her family. Using the Earps as her excuse when it was really Doc. And apparently because he's supernatural now, she can't really sick a reaper on him, I'm thinking. Mm, Okay. So basically, Doc had to be delivered to her. Now, of course, she would ensure that Doc brought Waverly back to purgatory. Okay. Still don't think so. And then Nicole was to hand Doc over to the Clintons. Now, of course, Waverly refuses to believe that Nicole would so callously give up one of their own. Well, it's a good thing you did what you did later on. (laughs) Right? But Mamma asserts that she's a powerful and formidable enemy. Oh, my gosh. When she's like, I have powers you don't know about. About And this is, again, I'm like, maybe you should have researched a little more. Yeah. Why would Waverly be in the garden to begin with? Right. Check your facts there, lady, because Waverly walks up to her, grabs her head, and takes her out. Oh, because she was so pissed. And she's like, same same lady, same. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, you do not know what you did. Yes. (laughs) But at the same time, Waverly does not know what she did. No. (laughs) And as Ma'am goes down, we see Nicole's body come back to life. Yay! Yay! (laughs) But I will tell you, at this point, all I kept thinking was what Reaper Billy said. Right. When he's like, we are many, and they're like, how many? Right. But we never hear it. Now, I don't know if Nicole found out that answer. Right. I don't know either. Like off screen, which kind of makes me worried. It's like, does he mean there's a lot of Reapers that it's the family line, like all living with him, within him, I'm sorry, or if there's just a hell of a lot of Clantons out there. Right. Yeah. We don't know. And because ma'am died, did Billy get freed? Oh, interesting. He's like, you know, nobody yeah, went to basement. check. We yeah, he was in the basement, but of course he could walk out at any time. So he sure. didn't have the, 
the blockage that he had before. So Winona pulls up and finds waves in a daze. And Holt has also showed up and discovered his dead mother and makes a beeline for the Earp girls. Oh, well, obviously he's pissed. But at the same time, I kind of feel like I thought you'd be a little happy, though. Right. No, instead, he's hell-bent on taking them out, especially because this makes him the Clanton heir. Oh, a little bit of power and you change your tune, huh? Right. Of course, Doc shows up just in the nick of time and he comes walking up with a herd of deers in the background, which was awesome. (laughs) That was not planned. I did not catch that. Yes. (laughs) You go back and see it and he's walking up through the snow. There's like six or seven elk. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Go back and watch that again and just to see that moment. Yeah, it was awesome. (laughs) And of course, he attempts to quell some of the flared tempers and he delivers an impassioned speech about maintaining peace for their kin and how the past shouldn't define their future. And he persuades Holt to join him for a drink. But as soon as their backs are turned, Winona pulls the trigger. I was shocked. I'm sure a whole lot of the fandom was shocked. Oh, yeah. Because she just shot him in the back. And she hasn't done that. I mean, she shot Revenant and demons. But this was like, he's a person. Right. And I thought Peacemaker didn't work or something before. If it wasn't like a real enemy. I can't remember. Right. Well. Oh, it was her feelings connected to it, right? Yeah. And I think that also Peacemaker recognized that Holt had gotten Mam's powers and was the only reason it fired. See, I have to agree with basically several members of the fandom who are tweeting, why would you shoot Holt? He seemed to be reasonable and listen to Doc and have his own mind, whereas Cleo seems kind of batshit crazy. Yes. (laughs) So I'm thinking maybe the wrong Clanton went down. Yep, I kind of think so too. But then after Holt goes down and Winona, what she says to Doc, I was like, what? Yes. When she just kind of like bites out, you know, thanks for distracting him. It's like, what? Oh my God, that wasn't planned, right? That was not the point. Right. That wasn't how this was going because <laughs> no. I was seriously starting to wonder all of a sudden. Right. Until they go back to Doc Fate. Right. I was, I don't know. I have to stop you, but how did you feel in that moment? Well, I kind of figured that, well, it's not hard to see Winona's point of view. She's just trying to protect her family from all this crazy crap that's happening to them. But I can also see Doc's point of view saying, no, we can really find another way to stop this. You know what? I kind of forgot that at this point, too, Winona is the only one of them that knows that ma'am was trying to buy their baby. Right. So I can see it just being something she couldn't let go. Right. Because you don't know what she was going to do to the baby. Yes, absolutely. Winona won't stop until all the Clantons are taken care of. So she's still got to get Cleo. Now, it'll be interesting if Billy does come back. How is she going to handle that? Because Rachel will not allow Winona to kill Billy. Well, he'd given up whatever power, so maybe he's not even in line anymore. I would say that's probably true, but they're going to take a whole lot of digging to figure that one out. Mm. 
So later on, our crew is back at the homestead. And of course, Doc tells Winona that he didn't like what she did at the Clanton resident. In his mind, there's nothing more cowardly than shooting a man when his back is turned. I kind of feel like this is something deeper. Oh, absolutely. It has to do with the OK Corral. Absolutely. Because basically he tells her that, yeah, Wyatt ran and he had to go in and do all the killing at the OK Corral. So, yeah, he could have snuck up and basically shot all the Clantons in the back. Mm -hmm. And, of course, because he was the one who killed the Clantons, they never turned a revenant because this was the Earp curse. You know what? I don't think I even caught that. Yeah. That makes sense, but I don't think it, it clicked. Right. And, yeah, he feels Wyatt got way too trigger happy and... Of course, Winona explains that she's hell-bent on keeping her family safe and that killing anything and anyone that attempts to screw her over. Doc's saying, well, I'm trying to turn a new leaf and learn the ways of peace, but Winona and Peacemaker belong together. Oh. Isn't this when she tells him? Because she does tell him that they were the ones who tried to get the baby. Right. Tried to take Alice. Yes. Yeah, but still. Uh, no, I understand. Yeah, I know, yeah. It's like, it, I feel like, it, I thought that was the point when she tells him, yes. and it's like, yeah. I don't know, crap. Yeah. Of course, Waverly arrives just in the nick of time to urge the pair to come inside. And we see Nedley, Rachel, Nicole, and Jeremy are all inside, with Jeremy passing shots around. Except Nicole, because, well, she died and puking up frogs and probably ought to stay off <laughs> any and, alcohol. And she keeps trying to keep it away from Rachel, who, who's yeah. trying her darndest. <laughs> oh, who does that remind us of? Who have we seen that <laughs> keeps trying to get alcohol that's not old enough? Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I I just, I know we've seen <laughs> somebody recently. I'm having a brain fart with yeah, it. Yeah, me too. And we see Nicole about to start the proposal to Waverly, but Waverly stops her and says, let me do it because I want you to know the last time was not in jest and proposes to Nicole. It was so sweet. And I think everybody was probably like tearing up. Oh, was watching absolutely. That. And of course, Nicole accepts. And there's bunches of kissing and crying and drinking. Yes. And Doc heads outside, and we see Winona see him do it and is wiping away the tears. I was so sad with that moment. I'm like, and now we have to wait. Yes. It's going to be like a billion years. <laughs> yep. Not wow. knowing if why Doc will ever be back again. I hope so. Oh, I, mean, I do too. They're made for each other. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so I did want to just, for those who didn't know, give the, a quick little synopsis of who Medea is, who the nun is supposed to be. Right. Which I'm still confused because if she was kind of demonish, because Medea is from Greek mythology. She's the daughter of King Aedes of Colchis, which I might be saying something wrong, I'm sorry. She's the niece of Circe and the granddaughter of the sun god Helios. Medea figures in the myth of Jason and the Argonauts, appearing in the Hesiod. Theogony around 700 BC, but is best known from Euripides' tragedies Medea and Apollonius of Rhodes' epic Argonautica. Medea is most known in the stories as a sorceress and is often depicted as a priestess of the god Hecate. So, how she became like a demon nun, <laughs> it's really weird. But yeah. something else does say that she's often the ultimate heroine, villain, and victim all rolled into one. Wow. 
Wow. So she saved those women. Right. But then she kind of kept them all trapped there. So I can see it. Just depends on how deep into the mythology you go. (laughs) Right. So we got some feedback from our friend Fred in the Netherlands. Let's take a listen. Hello, Steve and John and all listeners to the Fangirl Zone. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for Winona Earp Season 4, Episode 6. One of the first things I wondered about is how Nicole came out of that frog. Was she really in that frog? Well, at a certain moment we saw the frog hopping around and start to glow. And then she suddenly was there. I think she did come out of that frog to push Billy as Reaper away. Kissing the frog was of course a nice reference to many fairy tales. Only that Waverly is not a princess but half an angel. But you never know, could work. Although at that moment, um, Nicole was already out of the frog. And I really wonder if they could see Nicole. Because Waverly still was kissing these frogs. Whereas Nicole was already wandering as a kind of ghost around. So probably they couldn't see Nicole. I think Natalie was very nice with his wolf outfit and mumbling this spell chant. Of course, like Doc, I was not happy that Winona shot the Clanton Sheriff. I wonder why he is called Hoyt Claiborne, because, well, he's a part of the Clanton family. But okay, his father's name could be Claiborne. And on IMDb, Cleo, his sister, doesn't have a family name. The whole Rosita story was a little vague to me, and when these nuns all came there, where the fight started between Rosita and Winona, I had a real flashback to the recent series, which I like, Warrior Nun. Okay, all Urpers will be satisfied now, Waverly and Nicole are going to marry, so we can wait a few months. Okay, that was all for now. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands. Yeah, Fred, we were kind of wondering how Nicole kept moving about, shall we say, because we see the gold glow on the frog, and then all of a sudden she's pushing Billy down the basement. I think it's because of the love. Yes, must be. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, it was hilarious seeing Waverly kissing the frogs. But yeah, I mean, that's a story a lot of people know, and it's like, what do I do here? I don't know, try kissing them? (laughs) I guess it worked. Nedley, of course, was awesome. Yes, I like the bear bonnet myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's going to be forever known as a bear bonnet. Yep, at least to us. (laughs) And yeah, we weren't real happy with Winona shooting Holt either, but I can see her point of view, but yeah, doing it in the back is... A very cowardly way out. (laughs) It's beneath her. Yes, it really is. The Rosita storyline, I feel like we might get something more out of this. I certainly hope so. I would like to see her come back into the storyline again some way, somehow. And yeah, Fred, your comment about Warrior Nun, when the Mother Nun broke through the door... I tweeted out that, yeah, Warrior Nun would have had them taken care of in about two seconds. (laughs) So I haven't watched that. I'll have to do that during this break. Yes, definitely. So once again, Fred, we really appreciate your feedback. And it's going to be a while until we hear from you again as 
The back half of season four isn't going to be until next year sometime. But there's plenty of other shows, so oh, yeah. come on and talk with us. Yeah, we still will talk to you on Lower Decks and Discovery Season 3, that's for sure. Well, you know how Fred feels. You know how Steve and I feel. We want to know how you feel. Shoot us an email, or like Fred is doing, you know, you can send us your corded comment to sci-fi talk at fan... <laughs> yeah, sci-fi talk <laughs> at fangirlzone.com. It's like wrong one. <laughs> you can check out www.fangirlzone.com. That's our website. And we have all the ways you can email us there or tweet us or all the other fun ways because there's a ton of ways to get a hold of us. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on every platform you're finding us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about the show. There's a break. They can watch all of the episodes and be ready with you when it comes back. It's not like it's only a couple week break. They got time to catch up. Yes. (laughs) We, of course, hope you're enjoying the podcast. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. She's a frog and dead and also a reaper. Stay with the plot, Nedley. And until next time.